never heard of Siberia? No. Come visit the Vostoks. Right. Welcome, everybody, right. to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. Tonight, I am here by myself because Marty's petting his pancake. Yeah, you know, she's... No, Marty's sitting sure. across from me. He's like, I can't leave my co-host alone. He's my buddy. What do you... Marty, quit masturbating. Good, good That's girl. gross. Get the peanut butter off your hand. Let's she's be done. Good no, she's, she's good girl. Most of Except when she's not. So, how was your week? Uh, <laughs> man. You don't sound too good. We, we are going on you know, multiple weeks now. Honestly, we, we've been putting out shows. Yep. But we haven't actually recorded a new one in like two fucking weeks. I know. It's like we we ran. We got to start catching up. We've right. we gone through our backlog. I know. It's so bad. It's like, oh, God, are we out? Just yeah. about. we got to yeah. be. Uh, but, yeah, no, between sicknesses and then fucking weather rolling through and yep. people getting sick again. Yeah, it's, it's just, just been it's just a shit show, man. Like, yeah, we apologize for having a regular schedule because this, when you hear this, it'll come out on Christmas Eve. How about said New Year's Eve? <laughs> this is a Christmas that's Eve. That's what show. you told me earlier. I, I like, did. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Well, what the fuck are we doing this week, then, <laughs> no. man? If we're doing this, is for New Year's. Yeah, okay. Why, why I'm getting old and senile. Stuff, stop, man. Stop, stop, stop. It, it's true. You are crazy. All right, this podcast. Uh, right. This podcast <laughs> is done, folks. That's it. Overthrows <laughs> table. <laughs> I don't think I could throw this table. It's got, uh, it's, it's it's got too much heavy. equipment on it. <laughs> it's fucking heavy. But it too. is quite balmy out right now. I came into your place recording at the new studio, and it was a balmy like 12 below, I think, right now. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I yeah. mean, when I got home, it was like negative 6. Yeah, it's, and that was 4. Yeah, and the wind's starting to come up a little bit. It's like negative 12 right now. It's ah, beautiful. If you don't know, by the time you hear this, a big cold front has already come through to Dakota. Right, right. And they're talking about temps anywhere with wind chills close to negative 60. Right, yeah, we're we're talking like the next couple days. Our actual high temps. I think tomorrow's supposed to be like thirteen below. That's yeah, our high temp. Thirteen below. So technically, again this year, we're going to be colder than the surface of Mars. Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah, no, dude. It's uh, going to be awful. No, it's like this. Picture this, folks. What I picture this storm is going to be like because we got the wind coming in for the next two days. Right. You're seeing the classic Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. That oh, storm. Yeah, that's yeah. what I picture. That's what's going to be like. But I'll end up going to work. Marty will end up going to work. Oh yeah, no. And it also depends on how much actual snow comes in because all the snow we got last week at this point is kind of plumped down and shouldn't blow too much. Uh, but yeah, I know they were talking like another three to five inches. It's snowing right now, but uh, yeah, it's I been it's off done. and on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, like we just got through last week. Where the first half of the storm was actually like a major disappointment around here. The western half of the state, not so much. Cause yeah, they just got sorry for you guys and rapid in that and black right, and lead. Man, but yeah, no, everybody panicked. They're like, oh God, Tuesday we're going to have ice storms. Oh, it's going to be icy. And it was. Don't get me wrong. It was a bitch getting into my car. But the roads were slush. Yeah. It was not hard driving around. I was like, oh, okay, this is all we got. Next day, oh yeah, Wednesday we're going to have snow coming in. And Tuesday night started snowing. I was like, okay, well here we go. I got up at 4. There was less snow on my car at 4 in the morning than there was at 10 the night before. Because what little snow there was got blown off. I was like, okay. So we go through all of Wednesday. Most of the town, a lot of people in town are like, oh, I'm taking Tuesday, Wednesday off. It's going to be fucking horrible. Nothing. I mean, it really wasn't even to the point of being an inconvenience. Yeah. I was just like, eh. 
Thursday rolls around. <laughs> now, at this point, originally the storm was supposed to be done by Thursday at noon. Well, they've now pushed it to, to Friday. So we're like, oh, okay. Well, Thursday rolls around. It does start fucking snowing more. And getting to work, I was like, oh, shit, this is... If we get a lot of snow today, this could get fucking ugly. Well, I ended up with a flat fucking tire, because apparently I hit a nail on the way to work. I did, I'm sorry. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I wanted so, to keep you home and safe. Well, it wasn't bad, because like, my, my handling felt off when I was partway to work. I'm like, you have very fuck? good handling. I do. And uh, and so I get out of my car when I get to work, and I'm like, oh, shit, that tire looks low. So I run in, we have a big portable air tank, grabbed it, grabbed the fucking chuck, filled it up, put my little cap back on, and I can hear just like a little hiss. Oh, I'm like, you just watched motherfucker. Sh- it wasn't that fast, <laughs> but I could hear it. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, right in the middle of the tire, right on top, I could hear it, feel it. Fucking nail. I'm like, <sighs> so I end up leaving work at like 8 o'clock. So they're like, oh, that's terrible. We didn't have shit to do anyways. And he's like, well, I don't know how long these places are going to stay open today, so go get your tire taken care of. And if you want, you can probably take the rest of the day off. And I'm like, well, I was kind of thinking that, but I wasn't going to say it. So, so I took the rest of the day off, and it got fucking ugly, man. Like, by Friday night, it was okay. Holy shit, Thursday, it was it was drifty bullshit all over, and it was unpleasant. And then, uh, you know, by weekend, things kind of cleared up. Well, now we're going into this week, and they're talking here, middle of the week. Oh, it's going to get super cold, maybe snow, whole lot of wind. It's like, ah, oh, fuck me, man. After tomorrow, I don't have to be anywhere, so I really don't give two shits. That's, but, uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I got four-wheel drive truck, so it goes. Right, and I, I usually don't have any trouble getting through. I got partly stuck Thursday. Yeah, I get, that, that Thursday, I had the whole day off. I assumed my daughter was here. And was smart enough to have called in on that day. <laughs> I get a message at like 2 o'clock. So we're going to be closing, I guess, at 4. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing at work? Well, it wasn't that bad this morning. I'm like, fuck if it wasn't, you should have called in. So here I am, 8 hours after I've gotten home, going, oh man, I don't have to go back out on this shit till tomorrow. I'm having to drive across town to a mall that actually closed at like 2 o'clock. <laughs> but their store went, we're going to stop until 4. So for two hours of blowing, well, hey, 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 nothing's hey. been maintained. People need their, need their candles and right. their bath soaps. I mean, nobody came bombs. in, but uh, yeah, no. So like the the corner, I come around to go into the back of the mall, which our mall is just next to an open field, so it's just blowing bullshit everywhere. Can't see fucking thing. On the way back out, like thirty minutes after I get there, get stuck in that same spot where I was almost stuck the first time. I was like, motherfucker. But I just backed it up and ran it through, and it goes through fine. But I was just so fucking irritated. I was just like, <sighs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. I was just like, Are you fucking kidding? You could have had your daughter get out and push the car. I, well, that was going to happen if it wouldn't move. I was like, You have to get out and push. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, Man, I didn't want to go back out on this shit today. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> why? God damn. <coughs> why, dude? Why? No, so let's talk about something nice and calming. If anybody's been following. Us on Twitter, or you have Twitter, and you're kind of into this crypto and weird paranormal stuff. Right. You probably saw this commercial, this Ectolife commercial. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's, it's a concept, but Ectolife, let me explain. It's, Ectolife is a concept unveiled for the world's first artificial womb facility. 
Yes. This is my section where scientists need to watch more fucking movies. Right. Oh, God, Ed, absolutely. This article came out. This was first promoted, like, in December 12, 2022 is when it first... Right. Hit, but we're just seeing it now. Hit, so like, about Twitter. a year. Yeah. No? 10, 12, 22. Oh, I thought you said December 12th. Yeah, this, no, 10, 12, 22. Oh, okay. okay. So October. Nope. Yeah. You're confusing me. <laughs> I'm already old. But here's some of the article. Ectolife concept unveiled for the world's first artificial womb facility. In late 2021, Elon Musk tweeted his fears about the end of humanity. We should be much more worried about population class. If there aren't enough people for Earth, then there definitely won't be enough for Mars, he opinioned. Musk's statements brought the world's failing birth rate to the forefront of social consciousness. For nearly a century, fertile rates, fertility rates have been decreasing globally. The result is what scientists are describing as worldwide infertility crisis. But there's a solution looming on the horizon. Artificial wombs. In 2017, scientists created a bio bag that functioned as an artificial womb and they said, and said the same could be done for humans. I know, yeah, I used it to grow a baby lamb. Now a new concept has been unveiled showing how the same can be done for humans. In recently released footage, Hashim al-Ghali shows what childbirth might look like tomorrow. Specifically, he created an artificial womb facility named Ectolife. Ectolife. Its purpose is an exclusive interview with science and staff. Stuff. Al-Ghali said he thinks that Ectolife concept could one day supplement traditional birth. In so doing, he said society would finally be able to meet the ends Meet the needs of our parents who are tired of waiting for a response from an adoption agency and those who are worried about pregnancy complications. But most importantly, he says Ectolife could allow us to confront the infertility crisis head on. Currently, the World Health Organization estimates that 15% of reproductive aged couples worldwide are affected by infertility. Indeed, over the last 70 years, fertility rates worldwide have decreased by a staggering 50%. Reasons for this decline include, among other things, women's increased education, increases in employment, the high cost of raising children, and the drop in global sperm count. 33 countries are at risk, with Japan, Spain, Portugal, Thailand, and South Korea at the forefront of this crisis. In the U.S., infertility statistics are likewise sobering. One in eight American couples have issues with fertility. 12 to 15 percent of all couples are unable to conceive after a year of unprotected sex. 10% 10% of all couples are unable to conceive after two years of unprotected sex. Do they know what hole it goes in? That's all I got. Right, right. Sorry. <laughs> but 33% of Americans have turned to facility fertility treatments or know someone who has. Replying to Musk's tweet, the tech investor, Shal Levy, wrote, We should be investing in technology that makes having children much faster, easier, cheaper, more accessible, synthetic wombs, etc., and that's exactly what Al-Ghali was thinking when he came up with the design for Ectolife. Al-Ghali told Science and Stuff that he was inspired to create the concept of Ectolife in order to further the discussion around a technology that shouldn't be ignored. No, this technology should be not even on the shelf. It, it, I, I, I get his, his point of view, and it is a, a altruistic good place, I think, for his, his idea is coming from. Where it's like, I don't want to help these people out. My problem, part of it with it with their... their uh, Hang on. What, what everybody here needs to do, just pause this. Go up, look up Ectolife. E-C-T-O, life. Right. And there's actually like a four-minute or five-minute commercial yeah. showing the concept for this. And if you're not creeped out by, by a little bit... Right. Yeah, it should be. Well, my problem 
is is their definition of infertility. Three of those four things are not infertility. Those are choices. You're, you're going to work. You're choosing to do this instead of this. Now, now dropping sperm counts, that's not really your choice. But all the others are like, those are things people are choosing to not have kids and do instead. Yeah. That's not infertility. That's an option. You know, that, that is not infertility. Yeah, because um, you're, you're putting your job over your kids. Right. Maybe you're not ready Potential to have kids. kids. Yeah. And, and uh, like I said, I, I think his, his idea is altruistic of, like, I want to help these people out. They're going to be able to have kids. I get that. But where it gets dangerous is where it's like, oh, we need to be able to get these things whipped out faster. And put, it's like, um, what? Uh, no. No, no. No. Because no. it actually shows, like, in the commercial, too, if you look at it. I've watched it. I yeah. watched it one time, and it just creeped me the hell out. It shows up, oh, you can program what your music your baby listens yeah. to while it's in this artificial womb. You can program, like, somebody reading things to it. I'm like, that's all subconscious stuff that I understand babies can hear it in the mother's right. room. We might played, like, weird music. I played, like, techno music yeah, on yeah, Stacy's yeah. belly when she was pregnant with Drayson. It's like, what are you listening to? I'm like, I'm making sure he listens to good music. Like, right. no. <laughs> He's listening to Something like Depeche Mode. She hated that when I put our, hey, uh, I, right. I put Depeche Mode on. I just like, get that off me right now. Uh, it's what good is, music. What's wrong with that, man? I always made fun of Depeche Mode because I didn't realize the songs they sang until I was a little bit older. And then I was like, oh, wait, I like that song. Oh, I like that. Oh, they sing that? Oh, I like. Fuck it. I like Depeche Mode, man. Fuck that. These guys but, are good. It's it's just it's a really scary to me it's scary yeah because I can see in my mind all he goes down the darker road I'm like right. how can this be used against people because when they're that young they're impressionable and yes babies I understand that some people do have problems I could see it helping those but yeah also you gotta look at if you're not totally in control of how your child because it says you can monitor your child from your phone or some device right, right. how it's going along and all that you don't have to go through all that. That's half the pro. That's half the joy of carrying a child. Right. It's, it's just yeah. the, your body changes, and yeah. you get to yell at your husband because you want pickles and ice cream, and the mood swings. <laughs> I mean, I, and like I said, I, I think it's it's coming from a good place, but whenever you have any kind of technology, you have to go down. How are other people going to grab this and use it? Yeah. Um, I, For I nefarious see, means. Yeah, I, I see uh, clone armies. Uh, I, I picture shit like uh, Demolition Man, where they're reprogrammed while they're in the sleeping prison. Yep. So it's like, oh shit, all this been now mapped into your brain that, hey, we've got soldiers right out of the fucking womb. And at that point, if you can even speed up the gestation, like it sounds like they're planning to do, so it's not nine months. Yep. Uh, w- what other fast growth are you then going to be able to do? After they're and out. it also has like it also tells you how they feed the the, the, the child in your right. that you, this prefer, this the, hypothetical the bag baby yeah I don't know how to say it nicely this hypothetical child because it has right. the feeding thing and where the waste goes and yeah. what's all in it he goes this commercial goes into detail about how this will be done yeah it is a very slick and very good concept but I just wait for I'm just oh, scared yeah. that once they pr- have proof of concept that's yeah yo yeah no. No, yeah, I don't know. When you first sent me a thing, it was a couple weeks ago, actually. Yeah. And you were like, oh, you need to look up Ecto Life. I'm like, man, what kind of Ghostbusters porn bullshit is this? Ecto, <laughs> what are we doing? And I was just like, oh, fuck, no, this is this is not good at all. I always send you the good stuff, don't I? What is this? Why? We have so many reasons, again, that this is potentially a really bad fucking idea. Yeah. 
But we're just gonna run headlong into it anyways and be like, oh no, no. It's fine. This isn't totally like how we raised everyone in the Matrix. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Or even even going to say like Logan's Run. Where oh, where all God. the children are just in a birthing center. You have no idea who parents are. Nobody knows. They're just born and popped out and here you go. Yeah. You know, like just <sighs> It's just I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a, a super. This is, this is the this I put this in the box where scientists need to watch right. more horror movies or science, bad science fiction movies. Now, I'm, I'm not like a super hardcore proponent of of oh, traditional family does this, but there is something about the the familial unit. Yeah, no matter how it's made up, it does affect how you grow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start having whole labs of whole generation, just one generation yeah. that way. That, that is, you know, non-parented at all. Uh, uh, there's a lot of... There's like, there's a chance. A I, whole I, lot of social I under, shit. I understand I'm not against this totally. I understand certain people, yeah. they can't are infertile. I have friends that are infertile. Right. And they ended up adopting. And the funny thing, it always ends up, they end up adopting. Nine months later, she was pregnant. Oh, yeah. And no, nine months after that, she gave birth. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool as fuck, dude. And they treat that kid they adopted, and the kid doesn't know any different. He's like it's six right. right now. He still doesn't know. They marry his mom and dad, which that's how it should be. Right. But it's just, there's just the bad things. I, I can't stop myself from yeah, starting right. doing this podcast. Even before this, I my head always went bad yeah. to like, how can this be used against us? Oh, yeah. How can this be Because weaponized? this reminds me of like a, you have a social system, you have a class system. Because oh, yeah. if you can afford to do this, you're going to have people that can afford to do this because it ain't going to be cheap. No. And once they start doing that, they'll be like, oh, my child was born here at this such and such site. How's your child done? He was just natural. Oh, it's going to start oh, yeah. up, it's going to make a really strong class division. Right. Which we don't need in this country. No, no. And and, and there again, too, it's one of those where they, the, the optimist goes... Well, it's one of those things where, you know, once it becomes wider spread, it becomes cheaper for everyone to do it. It's like, no, well, you, you would think insulin would be that way, too, because it's used by millions of people. It's not. It's still expensive as shit because they still have control over it. This will be the same kind of thing. It's not going to get cheaper the, the more it's out. It's not a Blu-ray player that after three years, oh, there's a ton of them out here. We can't charge $600 for this anymore. Yep. No, this is a proprietary technology much like most of your medicines. That's why a lot of those medicines right away are so expensive. Because, oh, we own that. After so many years, it then becomes public. And that's when you find your generics. But they're going to make as much money as they can in that initial uh, run. And you know, nobody's going to want to go to a generic birth exactly. center. <laughs> exactly. And that's You'll want a like, company that one name once, first company does it, and they do it right, that's going to be from the mirror. Uh, oh, company, yeah. And yeah. that's roots at the baseline. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <clears throat> that's just how it is. It's, you don't want the, the Pro Wings birthing center, man. You're going to go to the Nike birthing center because that's the bigger <laughs> name, you know? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Well, I got a couple more stories here. Then we'll actually get to the article. I got I got a couple articles. I don't think you even. Oh, uh, probably not, man. Yeah. I've been kind of out of it the last few. Yeah, years. it's like. A, did you hear about what happened recently in Peru? Everybody else was like, "Why does he always ask Marty a question like that?" I don't know. <laughs> Researchers have discovered 168 mysterious carvings in Peru's ancient Nazca Plain. Oh. Yeah. Researchers have identified more than 150 new Peru. In Peru's southern Nazca Plain, known for its mysterious large-scale artwork carved into the desert. The latest images were discovered by 
geologists from Japan and Peru who use high-resolution aerial and drone photos taken between 2019 and 20, February 2020 to identify 168 new geoglyphs of animals, humans, including birds, killer whales, and snakes carved oh, by the damn. region's pre-Hispanic pre inhabitants. The lines were scratched on the surface of the ground between 500 B.C. and A.D. 500. Impossible. <laughs> Jeez, okay. <laughs> Adding the designs at the site are among an archaeologist's greatest enigmas and the most outstanding group of geoglyphs anywhere in the world. Their purpose is still unknown. Some say they may serve ritual astronomical functions. The latest geoglyphs were discovered are believed to date back between 100 B.C. and 300, so now they went from 500 to, three, 500 right. to 300. Researchers from Japan's Yakumati, Yamagati University said in a statement announcing the find earlier this month. While most of the site's most famous images are so large they can be only be seen from the air, the most recent images are mostly small, measuring less than 30 feet, 33 feet in diameter. Previous work also carried out by Japan's Yakumati Yamagata University found 190 glyphs between 2004 and 2018. The findings were used. The findings will be used in shaping future surveys carried out by artificial intelligence to protect the area, according to the university. The site faces threats from urban and economic development. Matsusaki, the lead researcher and professor from Japan's Yamagata University, told the Reuters news agency. Some geoglyphs are in danger of being destroyed due to the recent expansion of mining-related workshops in the archaeological park, he said. The Nazca's line have also been impacted by smaller-scale incidents. In 2018, a truck driver damaged part of the site after he ignored warning signs and drove over the area. Oh, shit. Yeah. In 2014, <laughs> activists from the environmental group Greenpeace sparked outrage uh. when they left marks at the site while carrying out a protest. Although the researchers later said that the grant given to help them repair the damage had led to the discovery of 50 new geoglyphs. Yeah. But I forgot to leave. I left one part out of that. Mm. I didn't. Guess who was really involved with saving them? UNESCO. Yes, my favorite people. I, I was going to say. It's, it's, UNESCO it's, it's, has already made it a world heritage. I agree with I, you. I, I was going to say, I can't believe that UNESCO hasn't already turned that into a preservation village. Oh, oh yeah, they did already. Hang on, I threw the papers on the ground again. This is in my house. It's your house. <laughs> Nobody comes in here. They got really cool pictures. Like so. They got one with a guy with a sword with his head twirling off to the side. I don't understand that. Shit, no, man. That's a Jedi. Don't give me that. But like, That's pretty wild. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. But that bet, is freaking awesome. But Graham Hancock would have found that. They'd been like, this is not this this is science, science fiction. fiction. This is science fiction. Uh, no, man. See, they're, they're again, they're, they're using some of that ground penetrating... Uh, to, to see this stuff underneath the, the foliage, which is, I think that technology is going to find us a lot of cool shit if we point it in the right directions and put it in the right hands. Sorry, folks, we had some technical <laughs> difficulties for a minute. Yeah, for a second, and Mike's are like, fuck you, you guys are done. Yeah, see but the no. government kicking in saying, hey, you're talking about grandma. Yeah, right. How dare you talk shit about UNESCO? But yeah, no. Oh, I got it. We're gonna, we're gonna. Oh, I, uh, UNESCO is not my friend. I'm figuring it out. We're gonna put you in UNESCO, my friend. You're gonna be their biggest fan. Yeah, DARPA. All hail DARPA. Yeah, right. No, it's just that's really cool that they're finding that stuff. Yeah, but I kind of find it disturbing. They're like, we're gonna use AI to find more. Uh, right, oh. man. It's like uh, I am totally against AI in every aspect. I am. I'm against AI. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, right now, I, ju- I just can't. We don't have a good enough response if it goes haywire. No. We don't have any defenses. For have that. they watched any movies where AI is like, oh, yeah. you guys are idiots, we're going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, Jesus. <laughs> just over and over, man. It's, it just, it has to... It has to stop right now. <laughs> well, since we're already talking about weird places, we're going to talk about two more places, I think, here. I think. Uh, or, and then we got something else we got to talk about. we got a lot of stuff to cover. This right. right. We've, we're behind, folks, so this is going to be a long Christmas episode. There's going to be a lot of news articles, and then we'll get into the meat of it. Here we go, folks. Did you hear what they discovered in Iran recently? <laughs> uh, no. Ancient city of dwarves discovered in Iran uh, leaves, no trace, leaves no trace where the population went. That's the article. Wow. In eastern Iran, near the Afghan border, border, there's an ancient city that many believe was the home to an entire population of tiny people that left few answers when drought forced them back, forced them to pack up and abandon their homes. This city of dwarves, also known as Makuhunk, or Iran's Lilliput, has been the cause of much curiosity since its discovery in the mid-20th century. All right, I got to stop right there. Why are we just hearing about this now? The mid-20th century, that was 10 years ago. Wasn't oh, it? man, I don't oh. The ancient don't know. residents of the city were believed to be much shorter than average modern heights at an estimated three to four feet tall based on the size of the dwellings, as well as the remains and artifacts found during excavation. Stranger still, these small, statured, ancient residents appeared to have packed up their city and left all at the same time, but with every indication they had planned on returning. Many of the homes were found sealed with mud and still containing many objects and furnishings which is something that would be expected from a temporary evacuation of a city rather than an intended permanent departure. Archaeology evidence indicates that this population of Makuink people migrated away approximately 5,000 years ago before modern repopulation of the area, which is still quite minimal. The leading belief as the cause of their migration is a drought in the area, but there is no evidence to where they intended to go or what happened to this mysterious disappearing group of ancient people. Some experts believe that ancient residents were so dramatically smaller than modern people, but rather than made smaller due by the lack of pack animals or construction labor, as well as practical reasons of energy efficient for heating and cooling. The area was not a resource rich, so economically used use would have been favored to prevent depletion. These claims of smaller people are not unique in Iran, and proof of a sister species of people ranging the same size were discovered on the island of Flores. Near the islands of Java and Komodo. Officially, they were classified as Homo forensians. However, they are affectionately known as the Hobbit people, the loving tribute to J.R.R. Tolkien. Instantly, many of the same cultures that have tales of race of people much like ourselves, only smaller, are also featured tales of races of giants. The island of Java has even turned out fossils of Megatheropus, which has been believed to stand at 8 feet tall and is related to Homo erectus. And the city was sealed as if they were intended to return. Hmm. Hmm. That makes me think like the Homo forensis, the one that's found in Java. Right. Maybe they actually were more advanced than what we're giving them credit for. Right. Yeah, because before, they, a lot of the idea was that they were just tiny cavemen. Yep. They, that's really all they were. They were just a tiny brand of cavemen. And maybe not. <laughs> no. Like, oh, man, did... Did, did they figure out the Eye of Sauron was coming down, and they're just like, oh, we're out. Pack the holes up. We're heading to the woods. 
fuck this shit. Speaking of the ISR. The Giants are in there. No, don't worry about them. They can't see us. Speaking of the ISR, did you see that the new people, if you liked um, Vox Machina, the new trailer dropped yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, Season yeah, yeah. 2. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, Love I Grog. saw they were going to be pulling that out here pretty quick. Yep, January 20th. Oh, shit, that's really quick. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, but it makes, like... It's just weird because, like, people always talk, like, even South America, they have reports of dwarves. What yeah. Well, these little people actually went to the mountain, they dug a cave, and it's like, oh, we can live inside here. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. We're going to stay in here, man. They could still be around. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That would not shock me one bit, honestly. I mean, it's... And, and there are a lot of places, actually, that do have stories. And at this point, they've been attributed to supernatural or small beings. Yep. Uh, it... After all this many years, maybe they have become a, a folklore, but they are still there. Yep, they're just uh, really good at hiding. they've just learned to be like, yeah, we're not dealing with these big fucks. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're like crazy. Habits. Look at that shit, man. We don't need this. Time to go get 11 Zs, man. It's, it, screw that. We're heading back. All right. I got another thing. I, mean, I could believe that. Yeah. I got another article here. We're all over the place. We really are. Scientists find a yellow brick road in a never-before-seen spot of the Pacific Ocean. Oh, I don't expect a, a road in the yeah. Pacific Ocean. An expedition to the deep sea ridge just south of the Hawaiian Islands has revealed an ancient dried-out lake bed paved with a, with what looks like yellow. The picture I showed you, yellow brick yeah. road. Oh man! <coughs> Excuse me, folks. No, but I'm sure it's natural. I'm sure oh yeah, the eerie scene was chanced upon by the exploration vehicle Nautilus earlier this year while surveying the little. I'm gonna, sorry if anybody listened to us. Why I'm gonna slaughter these two <laughs> right. next names: Lila Ukalani Ridge within the pa- Papahanaumokuakea Marine National Monument, <laughs> otherwise known as the PMNM. That's where we're gonna stick. With. That's, that's where we're going. <laughs> the PMNN is one of the largest marine conservatives. Conversation areas in the world, larger than all the national parks in the United States combined. Wow. And we're only three, we're, we're, we've only explored about 3% of its sleep for. Researchers at the Ocean Exploration Trust are pushing the frontiers of this wilderness, which lies more than 3,000 meters below the waves, and at the best part is anybody can watch the exploration. I don't understand that. A highlight reel of the exploration footage published on YouTube in April 2022 Capture the moment the researchers operating the deep sea vehicles stumble upon the road of Oz. It's a road to Atlantis, a researcher on the radio can be heard exclaiming. The yellow brick road, another voice countered. This is bizarre, <laughs> added another member of the team. Are you kidding me? This is crazy. Despite being located under a thousand meters of ocean, the area of the ocean bed discovered by researchers on the summit of Nuka Seamount looks surprisingly dry. On the radio, the team notes that the ground looks almost like a baked crust. That could be peeled off. In one tiny section, the volcanic rock was fractured in a way that looks strikingly similar to bricks. The unique 90-degree fractures are likely related to heating and cooling stress from multiple eruptions at this baked margin, reads the caption on the YouTube video. At first glance, the effects is easily mistaken for a path to a wonderful new world, and in a way, they're not altogether wrong. I say I'm calling bullshit on that. Wow, yeah. No, if you can look this up, it just came out today is Wednesday, the 20th, 21st. This article just came out today in the and the internet. And it has a picture. Yeah. And it's like that one line goes for, I'm just, I wish it would pan further up to show how much further it right. goes. They show one section. 
Because to me, it looks like the part of a stucco wall or even bricks at it, like a wall that oh, had fallen yeah. over yeah. and just laid down. Because there's straight lines for like eight to ten feet, I'm guessing. Wow. And it's evenly spaced. It's like nature don't like that. I don't care. It's like well, some people, well, what about the giant's causeway? I, that's a hexagonal shape. That's very common in nature. Right. Straight lines are not. Yeah. Yeah, especially uh, ninety degree, ninety degree stuff. Yeah, really and they're trying to say, "Oh, it's from all the volcanic action." I yep. would have to say it's possibly, but I'm not leaning that way. Yeah, right? Yeah, vo- volcanic stuff with with rock and everything how cool is does do some weird shit. It, it does make some really unique uh, shapes and that, but it's just, eesh, man, that is just too straight edged. Uh, there's just too many. Right angles there. Yeah, you know. the picture is really. I had blown it up, so I lost some of the. I had to make right. it larger. But yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, there are certain shapes that are, are clearly always in nature. Even like beehives and that. They're they're doing hectagons things yep. like that. But but yeah, like rectangles, uh, ninety degree squares. It's just not that common in nature for them to do that. That's like this is like the Bimini Road. They just found yeah. <laughs> That's not a common thing, but it's like geologists are like, oh, it's all natural. No, yeah, yeah. No, because a, actually, if you really do research in the Bimini Road, they actually took divers down. They went underneath the Bimini Road, and them rocks underneath them are itty bitty rocks to keep at the top of the rock yes. level. There's actually canopy, like heel rocks, I'll call them. There's like rocks underneath them so that it doesn't rock. Nature don't do that, folks. Right. Nature does not do that. Yeah, they're, they're like chunks of it where it's like been raised up. To be level. Level with the other one. With the other ones. Next. And and nature doesn't put little support rocks underneath things to make it level, because nature doesn't give a shit if it's level or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's one of those where when they first discovered that aspect of, of the, the Bimini rocks, I was like, okay, there's no way. That, that, that does not naturally occur like that. Before I'm like, well, okay, well, I'm not you know an underwater rock expert. Maybe it is some weird thing that forms it. You'd think you'd find it all other places. Yep, like any because they're talking about it's like at a quake, uh, lava, whatever. At a right. quake zone, you think, okay, show me other pictures where it's yeah, all exactly. Pacific. Yeah, the whole rings. ring of fire should have it. It should be very commonplace. Right. But if you're only finding in one area, it, yeah, it, it to me it just defies. That reason to to just blankly throw it out as as natural phenomenon. And again, guess who's in charge of this site? Well, I'm sure. I'm guess, sure. UNESCO is it's like this is. A, they took it over instantly when this. Was oh over. yeah, no, absolutely. And the world Algiers. As, like, as soon as there's any amount of anything, they're just like UNESCO. Oh god, we've got. A I have a that gonna, link. Like, we got we got a couple big episodes coming up here. A couple two parters. Right to that, we're going to go back. We're going to actually, I'll tell you right now, we're going to go back in the Illuminati. No. Yes, we're going to hit the Illuminati hard. I got to deal with weeks. all the death threats again. We never got death threats. <laughs> well, that was just me calling you up in the middle of the night saying oh, I want some nookie. Oh, my bad. I was really sleepy. All right, last nude article, folks. Then we can actually get in the meat. These people, I'm so glad they listened to us for the last 35 minutes of babbling about these yeah. articles. <laughs> Uh, All right, here's the title Title of the article is, Did the U.S. evade Iraq to access ancient stargates? Oh. <laughs> it has been nearly two decades since the U.S. invaded Iraq in 2003, but theories in the United States 
in the U.S., rationale behind the invasion continued to spread. Since the invasion, many hypotheses, hypothesis, whatever, can you say that word? Hypotheses. Yes, there we go. Hypotheses have been floated from the official line about preventing the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction to others by war critics that involve oil and geopolitical interests. The complexity behind the rationale of the U.S. military operation also has triggered a variety of conspiracy theories. The claim. One such conspiracy theory has resurfaced recently on a Reddit post. The post, located in the conspiracy community on a platform, shows a picture of Iraq's historical landmark, the Great Ziggurat of Ur. This is a real reason we invaded Iraq. Ancient alien Stargate Portugal, located in the giant Ziggurat of Ur in Iraq. Reddit user Patable Mahogany said in a caption, Reddit post received 1.7 upvotes on a platform. Many other Redditors took the comment section to debate the claim. Wow, I've never bothered to look up, but yes, this makes sense. Get two birds, two, get two birds stoned at once, one Reddit user said. Others are not so sure about the theory made. Picks of the Stargate or it didn't happen, another Reddit user said. Another Reddit user said, all the time I thought it was oil, oil and gold. But yeah, the Stargate makes sense. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what we went to war on that for. That is not any sillier than anything else. And again, I'm just going to say that. You yeah, probably know the answer. We're three for three tonight on this. Who do you think is in charge? Jesus. UNESCO, really? World Heritage Site. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Nope. We just, I'm just three for three. Bat a thousand. Holy shit. There is something going on with them guys. And everybody's like, oh, I've actually had a discussion at work because people at work just all weird. And I'm like, yeah, UNESCO. They're like, oh, they're just trying to save everything. I'm like, where they got all their fingers at is where they need to tell people what they're finding, actually, and it doesn't right. make sense. So Graham Hancock has got a big pedestal to stand on. See, I'm, I'm not against the idea that they are trying to save these things. But what, what are, are they, they actually trying to save? What are they trying you to know. save us? History, Our yeah. real history from us? Right. All right. Well, now we're going to get into this, folks. You should be addressing. Well, Marty, we're going to go from the nice, balmy weather of South Dakota here at negative 14 right now. Hang on. Let me check my phone. We'll get current temp at... 6.56 p.m. Current temp is colder than a witch's tip. Right. Temp below, it actually warmed up. We're good. But we're going to go to Puerto Rico. Oh, pretty. Puerto Rico, we're going to go talk about some alien and UFO sightings in Puerto Rico. Right. Now, and there has not ever been a single sighting in Puerto Rico, ever. Ever. So, you know, end the show, guys. Yep. Uh, back to the news. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna hate that first section. That was thirty minutes of us. Fuck you, man. You guys are stupid. I hate you. Yeah, we're still listening. Fuck you. <laughs> like, listen up, fatty. <laughs> now, there, there actually is a pretty long history of sightings in Puerto Rico. Uh, modern era, going even back to the fifties, of seeing lights and that over the skies in in Puerto Rico and around the waters, actually, of Puerto Rico. But it seems like uh, mid-80s, everything really blew up down there. Um, like 87, you have... Uh, uh, th- this is actually uh, Jorge... Is uh, uh, it Jorge Martin? Yep, Jorge Martin. Is, is a UFO investigator and was actually down here uh, getting reports from people and witnessed different stuff himself. But yeah, it's uh, uh, 87... 
around May 30th, there were a lot of people that said they saw a red ball coming down from the sky that actually went down into uh, uh, the Cartagena Laguna. Yeah, Laguna Cartagena. Yep, and it's... And the only reason I can say that, pronounce it right, because I always walk Rancing the Stone with Michael Douglas. Oh, yeah. Cartagena. But that was like in Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know... Uh, uh, yeah, Brazil. Uh, but yeah, no, no, they saw this, this big red light actually go down into the lagoon itself. And... Uh, it just kind of went under the water, disappeared. Around 2 a.m. later that night, uh, a lot of people claimed they saw a silver disc floating above the water in that same area. Just hovered there and then took off. Uh, now, the, the crazy thing with this is later that afternoon, there was a massive earthquake that, that rocked through Puerto Rico. And... and there, a lot of people were claiming there was a massive sound of an explosion underground centered around the lagoon itself. And and local investigators actually went, yeah, from their sensors and everything, it was basically 13 and a half nautical miles underneath the surface of the water in the lagoon is where this thing came from, this explosion. A day later, the the... Oh, excuse me, the seismology experts went, oh, no, 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 that, that, that big boom actually came from miles off off the coast out in the ocean. And they're like, um, no. Did they work for it, UNESCO? It was, yeah, right, it was centered here. And in fact, a lot of these small towns around the lagoon itself ended up getting these massive craters that, that same day and the following day where there was actually cobalt bluish smoke coming out of the ground of these things. That's normal. Yeah, and they're That's like, really um, normal. what's going on here? Which is made even weirder by the fact that uh, the, these fishers were pretty quickly followed up by military personnel in hazmat suits. From the United States government, I bet. Yeah, well, we have a lot of bases down there. We have one. In that whole area. Yeah, we've yeah. got the one on Puerto Rico. Yeah. Which is in Salinas, which is our big one. Which is also where their uh, National Army base is around that same area. Uh, Puerto Rico's. But yeah, these guys came in with uh, hazmat suits, detecting stuff, and then basically cordoned off the entire lagoon. And no one was allowed to go in there for fucking days and days and days. Except for military personnel. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure it had nothing to do with an explosion underground. Well, Laguna Cartagena has actually been called the Puerto Rican Roswell site. Yes. As known as that. There's... But there was no retrieval of craft. The craft just going in and out like it's a Walmart. Right. Yeah, this whole area is just wild. I mean, it's for decades now where we've had this crazy shit going on. Yeah. People seeing it constantly. Well, the playoff, you're like underwater, um, uh, underground yeah. earthquake that's like 13 nautical miles. Well, I'm pretty sure it's yep. more than 13 miles because the nautical miles are a little bit longer, I think. Yes. So yes. It's, let's say 15 miles. Right. But also in the 80s, there's also reports in the Puerto Rico city of Ponce began reporting a mysterious underground vibration as if someone was actually drilling underground. They also heard strange loud noises and buzzings for several nights in a row. It was probably my mom. With their vibrator. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I, I find that funny because that's kind of the same shit we hear reported out of parts of Canada, uh-huh. uh, parts of Russia, mm-hmm. where they've had the same kind of things. Or like, I tell you, it's like the goddamn machinery. old people. 
Small people. <laughs> concerned people. people are people are concerned about this. They turned to local and state authorities with a request to investigate, but they received no answer. Then local residents held peaceful protests for seven nights, but unfortunately, the media particularly did not pay attention to them. Subsequently, the strange noises gradually stopped and people calmed down. Well, that's usually what happens when the noise goes away, like they forget about it. Right, right. But does it mean that something didn't happen? No. Or isn't still happening. They just, you know, finished that part. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. There's also to believe a secret. There's also to believe that a secret U.S. military base was more likely. He believed that the that's what caused the noise. Yeah. He uh, the smart guy believed that structures were part of the U.S. Navy, were part of the U.S. Navy, which are recently occupied the Roosevelt Navy naval base in Ciba, in the eastern of the island. So they think basically, it's like there's that rumor. What lake is that out in the middle of the desert where they have submarine testing? Oh yeah 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 yeah. But there is a rumor from California to Lake. I think it's Lake Tahoe. No. No, no, no. I can't remember the name of the lake who come to me at the least about 2 right, o'clock right, in the morning. Right. But supposedly there's a tunnel from the uh, Pacific Ocean all the way yes. to this lake, and that's where they get Navy submarines yeah, they, in they, and out. Yeah, they, they submerge it and yep, float in and do their shit and then sail back up. Then you have Which the alien sightings crazy. of the U- U- El Yunque. Ah. That's like the Chupacabra, and they yeah. have the UFO that crashed there. There's like... We're trying to find... We're looking for stuff that is not what we normally talk about. So, what, is it though? I don't know. UNESCO is just kicking into my yeah, head. right, right. Yeah, fuck these guys. So what no. are, yeah, go ahead, Marty. We're like way off base here. Oh yeah, man. Like I said, it, it's all over the place. Uh, a lot of the stuff like down in here. Uh, there, there were reports actually. Um, this was. Predominantly, like summer of '88, over Puerto Rico, and again around around uh, the Laguna, uh, reports of of military jets disappearing into large triangular craft. I didn't it's, find uh, that in my research. Yeah, it's large. Yeah, it would be big triangular craft and U.S. jets, and they're not sure if they were just docking with it or they were being taken into these things. But yeah, they'd, they'd see big triangular craft, U.S. military jets, which, pretty easy to tell it's a U.S. military yeah. jet, because there's a pretty, you know, unique. And yeah, they would just disappear into these ships. Just, boop, gone. Just gone. No. Oh, here's one. This is an incident I found. This took place in the 70s. Uh, uh, this is took place in the 70s at the peak of Chero La Tetas in Puerto Rico. One night, the fisherman Jose Chino Zaba and his friend went fishing and stumbled, suddenly stumbled upon several deep caves. They climbed inside the caves and were horrified to see a group of strange humanoid little creatures inside. According to Zai, one of the small creatures suddenly grabbed him by the leg, after which the frightened Superman, <coughs> frightened Superman, frightened fisherman grabbed a stick and hit the creature hard in the head. Oh, the humanoid immediately fell down dead, after which Zaya and his friend fled from the cave taking with them the body of the dead alien. At home, Zaya put the creature in a jar and poured formaldehyde over it. A few days later, he felt obligated to report the incident to the local police headquarters in Las Ocentia near Salinas. Again, Salinas. Yep. Officer Osaldo Santiago was involved in the case. He visited Zaya and examined the strange, unearthly creature. Zaya was then was very scared and asked the policeman to take the creature from him. He admitted that he was afraid that the other creature... Creatures would come looking for their dead comrade. 
Santiago could not hide the details of the case from his wife, who, in turn, told about the strange events to a famous local businessman who wished to remain anonymous, so the whole district soon learned about this creature. As the jar with the remains of the aliens, at some point, an unnamed businessman showed it to Professor Calaxio Perez from the University of Puerto Rico, and he examined the remains. In my opinion, there's something extraterrestrial. His skull is too large for the body, and is small and skinny, and his eyes are too big, said the professor. Measurements have shown the creature is just over 12 inches long. His body was extremely thin, and his skull was nearly shattered, shattered from the violent blow to the head. Around the time when the creature was with Professor Jorge Martin, found out about it, took a photo of it, wrote down a detail, everything he knew about the circumstances under which these remains appeared. And in a 1996 article, when these photos appeared in Magazine 2000, later spreading around the world. However, at the moment, there is only assumption about where the body is now. Right. I, I was going to say, I think I remember those uh, pictures, uh, seeing those back around that time, yep. late 90s. And it was... It was pretty bizarre, man. It sounds like, I mean, this could be faked, but the articulate, the muscles, yeah, the bone, like, the bone. There's no muscles. It's just basically a skeleton yeah. now. But the bones are so intricate and small. It's like you yeah. have to be a serious craftsman it, it, to make something like that. That's wild. Not that too, is it's just crazy to me, man. I, I don't know. I mean, this, this is not the only report of uh, small creatures around this area. Uh, there, there are a lot of stories, and these ones really kind of blew up in the early 90s. Yep. Before that story really kind of made worldwide, there were multiple occasions of people uh, just coming across these, like, three-foot-tall people. And and every one the, of them... The, the guys from Iran, the dwarves, went on a vacation, right, man. Know, That's all yeah. it was. Hell they yeah, went to a place that was dry and hot. They went to a place where it's hot and wet. <laughs> this is fine here. But no, every one of these, and these were from individual, er from different areas, didn't know each other. Every one of them had in common that these things were about three foot tall. And and they were kind of nonchalantly walking into the woods. And they could hear the them creatures talk. The, the creatures. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they they're, they're were like, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, and every one of them could overhear, they were talking. But they said it sounded like when you sped a tape up. So it sounds like gibberish. But like high speed gibberish, every one of them independently reported that's what these things sounded like. Uh, now the one guy had actually been driving and he saw them kind of along along the road, and he said one of them turned and the eyes actually like glue, they 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 glowed when glued? he saw them. What did they glue? They they glue. <laughs> they glue. But uh, yeah, it, it kind of actually blinded him for a second, and he was like, "What the fuck?" and and stops his car. So basically, I'm picturing off Ghostbusters two, that guy with the glowing eyes with the, like the headlights. Oh yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, picturing. yeah, That's what yeah, the, yeah. It's like, hey man, what are you on my car? But, but yeah, car. he's he, he he fucking stops his car. He's like, what the hell? And these guys just keep nonchalantly walking up into the woods, and he actually followed him for a little while, like you said. And that's when he could hear him talking, and then they just kind of vanished off into the the deeper uh, uh, jungle area. And he was like, uh, what the hell's going on? Uh, but apparently the next day he got a call from what he said sounded like someone with an American accent that basically in no uncertain terms said, do not talk about this to anybody. You didn't see what was going on there. But the reality is there is a lot of shit going here and they have <laughs> they have a base out in that area. You didn't see it, but there is shit going on underground here. You just... 
Again, the fucking mole people. You didn't see anything. Dude, that's all it is. It's the mole people. I tell right, you. right. And the other, a lot of them had, had been basically approached and, and told, yeah, don't don't worry about it. Uh, the military, the authorities, NASA, they're on to what, what it is. They're on top of it. But never explaining what it is. <laughs> and they just kind of left them like, oh, they're just, on top of it. Dude, it's just something it. you see every day in the woods. Yeah. It's a little skinny dude, glowing eyes yep. at, with high beams. And as I said, yeah, they were... Did you know, I have a Three question. Do you tall. have like the normal high beams or like yeah, the right, blue ones? Right, right. The goddamn bright blue silver star bullshit. But yeah, no, they said they had basically kind of a slanted eye to them. Uh, but yeah, they're like three foot tall. And every one of them, like I said, independently reported them hearing their, their talk. Like it sounded like high pitched, high speed gibberish. And every one of them, it's them walking somewhere into the woods and then just kind of casually. Not running away, but just like, oh. And then just continuing into the woods and You know they're worried about shit. Because like, oh, just what are you like, gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Maybe half your size, but I got... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Big domain. <laughs> disappears, yeah. <laughs> well, did you know there's actually a Thunderbird sighting in Puerto Rico? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found that. This is how the article... Just copied and pasted the article. I can't remember where I got it from. That's how it goes. So you know, you know, you know that Indian folklore... Is, is part of telling the truth. I'll explain. Back in 2001, December to be exact, I went on a cruise to the Caribbean. It was a Royal Caribbean cruise. On our third or fourth day, we landed on Puerto Rico. One hour into port, a group of ten of us got a tour guide for just about an hour. While the tour guide was explaining spots of interest in the island. But since it was like a rainy, overcast day, he said that it wouldn't be possible to visit those sites. He took us to the beach in San Juan, where we all got out. The sun was out for just like 20 minutes. I was married to my ex-wife at the time and I was taking pictures of her <coughs> just excuse me, just a couple feet from our tour bus. Well, I saw the clouds coming in and the cloud was shaped almost like an arrow. At the tip of the arrow were two giant birds. They both had white rings on their necks. One was way large and the other one was about the size of a Cessna propelled airplane. I yelled at the tour guide to look up at the cloud and repeated to all the members to look up. But by that time, the two giant birds went straight up higher into the clouds. Then the rain came down, and we quickly went into the bus. Nobody believed me. I took pictures of the cloud. I still had them, but the birds weren't in the view. Indian legend says these birds bring rain clouds to the villages that are in need of rain for planting their harvest. In a way, the Indians are right. Manuel Ponce. Wow. But, okay, just to give you a rough side, when he says the biggest is a Cessna, the Cessna he's talking about has a wingspan of 44 feet. Right. Oh, man, that's fucking... Hmm. The first thing I'm like, all right, it has a ring around its neck. The right. first thing I thought of was an Andean condor. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they are not known to be sighted anywhere. They're in the Andes Mountains. That's right. why they're known as Andean condor. Yeah. But they're like a big bird. Yeah, you're quite large. Uh, not, I don't think 40 foot. No, no, not that, <laughs> but, not that uh, big. That's more like Rodan style. Yeah. yeah I, was trying, I was trying to say, I remember their wingspan is it's, it's a good you know it's like 12 feet and they say 10 12 foot yeah. wingspan but holy shit dude and yeah it's, it's a big bird but that's yeah that's that's a crazy sighting but bird. i, I want to say even though if it wasn't 44 foot because humans are terrible at judging right. size and especially the, the, in in air yeah because there's really nothing are. to gauge against it like, but I would say if you could see the white on its neck, it had to be fairly large. Right. And if you can pick that out, the frill around its neck, I would say. 
I'm guessing maybe, even though the wingspan, there's been reports of the giant birds up in Alaska. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what's what's not to say we don't have a population of giant birds just way up in the altitude and hit planes at 33,000 feet, like, hitting yeah, around. Yeah, you know. They, that was a baby. <laughs> wanted to check in on some games and hit yeah. their plane. But, yeah, no, I, I, I can believe that, man. It's there, There's enough high mountains that we're not getting to on a regular basis or even flying over where they could make them as their ruse. Yeah. And they can go a long distance just riding currents. I mean, are, are the birds we know of will ride miles and miles and miles just on currents. And also, I, I'm going to feed into this theory that they exist because what was just recently in the news, everybody's like, oh, that's terrible. I have no idea. I'm thinking that that blue whale with the broken spine. Oh. Maybe that was an attempt at these birds to feed. And that whale actually got away, but what paid the consequences oh. for Oh, damn. Because if you look at something that big, it's going to need a big food source. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whale. Oh, try and pick one of them up, break its back by accident, and well, it's feeding off a whale carcass, but it got away. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's where we find all the giant things is what's feeding on the giant things we know. You yeah, know what that's I mean? It's, 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 <laughs> it's like, like, the, like the fucking Kraken. He's not going to go get like one of them little dwarves from Iran yeah. or something. He's not going to feed one of them. That's like not even like a, that's like a kernel oh, of rice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, like like I said, even like with the, the giant squid, we, we before we had concrete proof that yes, they're out there, our only real proof was 12-inch wide sucker marks on whales. And it's like, well, what the fuck did that if it's not a giant squid? They're actually trying to say for a long time, them sucker marks are actually just a disease that the whales got. Yes. It's like ringworm for fucking whales. But then it's they like, actually no, had that. Man, that is clearly sucker marks. Then man. they had that Navy ship, I want to say during the mid 80s, late 70s. They have like, they got marks on it on the rubber mat, and they're like, yeah. Oh, so your ship got ringworms? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, it, it, what's eating the big animals is sometimes an indicator of what other bigger animals we have out here. You know, like it's... Oh, I just pictured like scary. the rocks from like Sinbad. It's like, oh, so it's going to be Oh, yeah. Like, Hell you know, yeah. How would you like to see that? Because I've flown from Atlanta to Jamaica. And I'm looking out the window the whole damn time. Like, what oh, am I going to yeah. see? What am I going to see? And I'm like, uh, freak me out. You see a bird flying around. Hey, what's up, man? Gonna, that, right. And he's carrying like a dolphin or something. I'm like, what the fuck, <laughs> I'm more freaked out by just, like, a large eye at the window, like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, fuck, how big is this thing? Uh, so, Jesus all these, these aliens we're talking about, there's, like, you got any more stories? Like, there's a lot of weird stuff there. The Chupacabra there, there is. Actually... Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody knows the Chupacabra. Um, the one you actually tuned me into, and it is oh, a yeah. much more recent uh, Puerto Rico monster, is what they've termed the gargoyle. And it's actually a large, uh, man-like beast. Is it like Goliath from the Gargoyles? That's kind of what I'm picturing, picturing but it yeah. sounds like it's a little bit hairier. Uh, but it does follow along the same kind of chupacabra things, where it's a blood drinker. Uh, but this thing is definitely uh, more bipedal, over seven foot. And, and apparently that's the monster that is currently kind of uh, terrorizing people down there. <laughs> uh, yeah, can, there isn't a whole lot on it out there yet. No, there isn't, because I worked with a couple guys from Puerto Rico at my last job. Yeah. And I said, hey, what do you know about the Chupacabra? They didn't know a damn thing about the Chupacabra, but fuck, they knew everything about this thing they called the gargoyle. Yeah. I'm like, what? I've never... When, right. I, when I picture gargoyles, I'm picturing like European or something like that. Yep, yep, yep. Or maybe New York City with the skyscrapers. 
but not Correct. in Puerto Rico. But they said, yeah, they have reports of this gargoyle creature all over Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah that, that's. It, it seems almost like a cross between a Mothman and a vampire, and like a little bit of a Sasquatch put into it. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of creepy. Like I said, I only found a couple little things on it. Cause There's not like, much out there. Now I'm intrigued because I want. I'd never heard of this either. Because they wouldn't give me articles, and they hate. Can you find articles in papers? Like, no, we don't even talk about it. They don't put it in the paper. Right. And, and that's they like that's what we don't talk about. I'm like, right. Then why'd you like, tell uh, me? I'm like, you can't tease me like it, that. Yeah. Why'd you tease me? It's like going to the strippers and saying, "Ooh, I like you." But <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's like, and and that's what to me gives it a little more credence. I think is some of those where they don't talk about it. Yeah. Because they are, honest to God, definitely afraid of this thing. And it's, it's kind of like a lot of the native ones where it's like, hey, we don't talk about it because that will bring it onto a skinwalkers, for example. Yep. We don't talk about this thing because that will bring it to its attention. Yeah. I'm going to talk about Gargoyle from Puerto Rico. I want you to come here because it probably freezes to death before you even got out of <laughs> <coughs> I'm hungry for blood. Fuck, man. So with all these UFOs and that, where do you think they're hiding at? What is Puerto Rico surrounded by? Trees? <laughs> other horrible countries. Um, <laughs> Not really. It's kind of on the middle of the Atlantic. Yeah. It, it, Whatever it's, it's by. On its own thing. But this led Not to like important. underwater alien UFO bases. Yes. Now, is... See, there's another one, and a lot of these reports. Not only are we having, say, like the red orb that's going into the lagoon, and a silver craft later, there are a lot of fishermen down in that area, and that's just in in lagoon. Uh, talking about seeing large blue lights underneath the water mm-hmm. that will like kind of follow them around and then just kind of whoop, dip down into the dark. So it's like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, but... Well, see, I, I find it interesting because there are also a lot of stories from back in early 90s, late 80s of people seeing a mountainside opening up. Like there's just a portal of like an orange light. In Puerto Rico? Yes. And, and like masses of these ships leaving this like I said it, 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 the, the portal opens up all they can see is kind of an orangish light in there mm-hmm. looks like it's in the side of the mountain yeah and they'd see loads of these ships go off and then fly up into the sky and then this thing would close and disappear like there was nothing there and I was like oh oh that's why I, I don't doubt with with all of the shit we have down there, like with our own military, their military, I would not be surprised at all if there is an entrance to an underground base with multiple entrances. Oh, yeah. I would have to say, because, again, I'm looking up here, I looked up the 10 most things, but number five made the list of Puerto Rico for underwater mm-hmm. bases. But number six, I'm going to say that, but it deals with Pacifico. We'll go to number five first. Strange lights and sound in Puerto Rico. The island of Puerto Rico has numerous accounts of UFO sightings, particularly along its northeastern coastline, where strange crafts have been seen both emerging out of and disappearing into the water for years. There's also a strong U.S. Navy presence on the island. The stories for locals and the U.S. expats alike state that the U.S. military at least is at very least is a monitoring this strange activity on the co- waters along the coast. Experienced UFOlogist and researcher Nick Redford recently told an ex told of an ex civil defense employee who had witnessed a strange craft emerge from the waters of the Puerto Rican coast. It suddenly rose up in the air before shooting off at a speed. Off at yeah, motor 
Another account came to Redford about a local police officer who say the U.S. Navy had spent considerable time tracking an underwater craft along the northeastern coast of the island. There have been numerous claims and theories that the immediate coastlines of this Caribbean island is home to underwater alien bases, perhaps none more specific than those of the investigative journalist Jorge Martin, which we've already discussed. Yeah. Martin stated that using NOAA satellite images, they found several anomalies, anomalies around the island that suggested artificial structures. Right. Now... This down here is a case where I, I think it makes a good case that perhaps we are working to some extent with whatever these things are. All I'm saying, um, like I said, like that points out there, at the very least, we're heavily monitoring uh, what the fuck is going on. We're clearly aware that there is weird shit happening there. Uh, I mean, it's... Yeah, we... we Tell them not to say anything, but the reality is we, we fucking, there, there's too much uh, that's been happening down there. It's too small a place. I mean, it's not super small, but it is a pretty small island uh, in the big picture of things to not uh, be, be aware of the kind of shit going on around it. Just the amount of shit going in the air, under the water, things that don't match up to uh, airplanes, like I said, down there, they, they, they know what most of our airplanes look like that we're using in and out of there, because there's a lot of our military jets flying in and out of there. Oh yeah, there's a lot, there's actually, I think Puerto Rico has got one of the only military bases where it's actually powered by nuclear power. Yeah. So whenever the hurricanes hit there, they have power constantly. Yep. I think that's one of very few bases. Oh yeah, yeah. There's also been reports like alien bases at Lake Titicaca. Mm-hmm. These underwater bases are everywhere, it seems like. you got Titicaca, <laughs> pretty close to Guantanamo Bay, reports of it. Huh. An alien bay, underwater base at Guantanamo Bay. According to a former U.S. Marine who served at Guantanamo Bay in the late 1960s, there is an alien underwater alien base off the Cuban coast. Furthermore, the Marine claims that, that a claimed that of the many UFO sightings of strange objects going in and out of the water, the U.S. military has even managed to capture several on film. He also states that he and his colleagues were under strict orders not to talk about the strange activity they witnessed there. The Marine claimed that the craft he witnessed appeared to be made of dull metal with a series of blue lights. When they would enter the water, the blue lights could be witnessed, but would grow fainter and fainter, suggesting to him that the object was, it was, was decreasing... Descending deeper into the water, right. I cannot read today. <laughs> Perhaps coincidentally, around 140 miles north of the U.S. base, it's Gulf Breeze, Florida. Hmm. There has been several UFO sightings that seem to be matched the description of a craft as described by the unnamed Marine, and many suggest that they are originating from the same place. One particular sighting came in November of 1987 when Ed Walters claimed that he witnessed a strange object flying overhead from the coast. It emitted a bright blue light that trapped him in its beam. He stated that while he was caught in it, everything around him was blue, and he could not move. Walters did manage to take several pictures of the craft. Hundreds of witnesses came forward to say they, too, had seen the strange object that evening. This debate over the credibility of his count, Mufon seemed to believe the sighting was genuine, while others have stated that the photographs were obvious fakes. In a strange twist, years after Walters claims an an investigation into his story, was said to have discovered a model craft very similar to 
The Abbot Walter stated he had photographed in his house where he once resided. Sporzo's claim argued that the model is an obvious plan to discredit him. Right. I find it odd that it seems like most of the underwater USOs, if you will, um, do tend to all be blue lighted. Every one of them. Uh, yeah. A lot of the stories, the ones that like, is. Uh, off the coast of California. Uh, There's also, well, it's weird because the one's off uh, Cali there. Off the Malibu one, like yep. the Catalina Islands. Yep, Catalinas. It's actually like the reports of like red when they're in the air, blue when they're in the water. Yes. So is that like the red and green on the airplane tips? It, or, right. Could that be it? Or is, or it? is it something where they figured out the, the blue light runs better under You can see better? See. Yeah, I mean, oh. it, or whatever they're using as sensors. Well, let's go take your car. We'll we drive it in the lake with blue lights and we'll we pull it out and see how it does we with lights. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Like like the, the Puerto Rico thing, one of the, the coolest uh, conspiracies I actually saw in some of this was some conspiracy theorists actually contribute... The, the uh, Puerto Rico underwater bases and our military base are actually working together and they were part of the Eisenhower deal from back in 54. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. It's not one that's super popular uh, as far as conspiracies go, but that we actually, Eisenhower actually met with... The Grenada aliens. Treaty. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, Grenada and, and, Grenada. Yep. And and made this deal with them, and they chose Puerto Rico because it's far enough out, contained on its own. It's not in the continental U.S. to cause any chaos. Now, people that say, you know, ah, that's crazy. We did have one evening where the president went missing. Eisenhower went missing. It was because people, he had to have a tooth pulled. Right. Like, people, Even people in the White House were like, we don't know what the fuck's going on. We don't know where he went. And finally it came out like a day later. It's like, oh, he had to go get emergency tooth surgery. That's why he was gone. And and these people who believe in this this theory believe that was the night he was taken away to actually have the meeting uh, with these uh, aliens. I believe uh, the the biggest theory is that they're actually from somewhere in the Pleiades, the, the Subaru. Uh, the Subaru? That's the Japanese name for Pleiades. Oh. Is Subaru. That's their name for the constellation. Uh, so are they actually... Okay, my mind just went a totally different direction here. That, the that's, Pleiades... That's why the, the Subaru is called Subaru. That's why it's so popular? It's the, their symbol is the Pleiades Okay, that's... Uh, that's thanks, Marty. I'm going to throw yep. that back in my file of useless knowledge. Yeah, it's in so my... So it'll probably show so. up on Jeopardy and I'll never... Yeah, exactly. It. Oh, yeah. Fucking Subaru. Subaru. Nope. I, get, I kind of believe that our government does know about it. And right. Back in before the military complex got really involved with the government, I believe the president knew was allowed to know more than what they know now. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but Eisenhower, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Like his granddaughter is really yes. pushing this narrative. I don't know if it's and, true and, or not. And it's actually funny because I think last year's American Horror Stories, their short stories series that they did, one of them revolved around this whole conspiracy. Really? I was like, oh, that's weird. Looking up, I'm like, oh shit, that's an actual real theory that, and yeah, and it goes kind of through Nixon and some of the other presidents and, and the fallout of this thing. Mm-hmm. Things going much more horribly wrong than what they've really done at this point. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh wait, that's a real theory? Are you fucking kidding me? Well, like speaking about the military being involved, like Puerto Rican government saying, hey, the military's involved. Right. A lot of people, I don't know if you ever heard of this, but you ever play a thing called Autech? 
Hmm. I'm pretty sure. I know you have, Marty. I've brought it up to you plenty of times. AU. A. Ah, tech. Under Atlantic Undersea Test and Evaluation Center. Yep, yep, yep. This is where they're located in the tongue of the ocean, which is a really cool place. If you go on, okay, this is going to be on a tangent here. But if you go on Google Earth Pro, or if you're ever flown from Atlanta, if you've gone to like any of the Caribbean islands, and you're up in the airplane, look out the window, and you see that pale blue ocean, yeah. that is the tongue of the ocean. Because there's a deep canal there that goes into the Caribbean ocean there in the Gulf. But that darker part, that that's the tongue. Yeah. That goes. It's a deep channel, like 10 miles deep, that goes actually back out to the Atlantic Ocean. That's why the Autech set up there, because they're big naval testing. Yeah. But... By my tangent here, we're going to go off Autech. Anybody can explain this to me. I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. I have Google Earth Pro, and I use it quite a bit. You can get the app on your phone. If you have it on your phone, look at it. There's one big difference. You'll never know. You know you can go rotate the globe however you want. Right. You see North America, South America, whatever. Why? Okay, Antarctica is all covered in white. Right. But explain to me why the Arctic Circle is all water. Really? Yes, go on Google Earth Pro. The Arctic Circle, where it's supposed to be covered in ice all the time, it just just shows you water. I don't. I just it just dawned on me a couple days ago. I <coughs> I use it. I looked at it. You up the Arctic Circle. It's just blue water. There is no snow coverage up there at hmm. all. Why is that? It made me think that there there's a whole chunk of that that they're just not putting in there. There's a hole. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's put some filler in. Just put more water. They'll no, I'm serious. It's, it's like you would think because everybody look at the map of the U.S. It shows the Arctic Circle yeah. and the Antarctica. It's all snow covered, but in the middle it shows nothing. It's just open water. Hmm. That bothers me a lot. Hmm. And I only found this like two days ago. It just bothers me. Interesting. But back to Autech, their naval tests, they do like underwater searching, they like listening, sonar, stuff like that. But there is some really nasty rumors that are with Autech, and I'm going to read off a few of my dig for these. Hmm. Autech has been rumored to be a research center for the Bermuda Triangle phenomenon. Some say they have have figured it out and stopped it, but a few say they're just doing a very good job of suppressing the craft that have gotten mutes in there recently. And the most recent craft that got missing there was in 2017, which is only four, five, five years. Yeah, five years. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. Autech has also been rumored to be the location of an alien underwater base, United Nations, where the aliens can talk to the governments of the world without being detected. I can, hey, man, I can, I can buy that. Man. I can yeah. get on board with that. Autech has also been rumored. Has also been the rumored place where they have attempted to make a water version of super soldiers after they've used the DNA from captured mer people. Hmm. <laughs> now I don't doubt that mer people are a thing. Honestly, I really the aquatic ape theory. The aquatic ape theory. Yeah. I I do kind of, and, and like I said, I think way back we were the same and split off. Some of us went, "Fuck this, man! We're not staying up." And some of them stayed. And I, I do think... Is that going to be anything as, as you know, magnificent as, as fucking Namor or Aquaman's stuff? No. But they have... I, I think they do exist out there somewhere. I, I kind of lean toward that. Certainly I'm not, not, I'm not the, because the populations like, that we have up here. But I, I think there's a good population of, of 
And there's always, like, even back in, like, um, Sumerian history, they show the fish people with half the body of fish, and they're yeah. helping in land dwellers, and there's been rumors about that all the time. We almost have, we almost have to do a merm person. Yeah, right, right. This is the last rumor I could find. Atec is also rumored to use the Puerto, Rican tra- Puerto Rico Trench as a test site for the USOs that have received from aliens already on this planet that hide in our oceans. Now, that kind of makes me think, because once you go out the <clears> tongue <throat> of the ocean... That whole ridge of the Atlantic runs right along the Puerto Rican coast, which oh, yeah. would make sense while they're seeing so many in and out. Right. It's like, hey, we're doing test flights today. Then yep. the other like, these are good underwater, but they also fly. It, right. <laughs> I see like a greasy I, car. I like, to, I like to imagine that, that they're like, oh, no, have one of these, and they're just like passing off their 20-year-old fucking beat-up key on us. <laughs> Half the shit actually this doesn't This Corolla work. works really good. Right. They got a lot of miles, but it runs fine. Just look at this beauty fucking kicks the side, you know. This Kia Sophia is the greatest, man. Just get in, you're going to love it. Don't worry, it's supposed to poke you like that. It's great. You're going to love it. It's fine. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I imagine they're giving us. is just like they're garbage. Kind of like we do to other, you know, uh, less advanced people. We're like, oh, here basically, but Basically, these underwater alien people are selling us their Yugos. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's why. Oh, that's why a lot of them have like three lights, man. It's just like the Yugo, Yugo wheel, three fucking lugs. <laughs> Jesus. We figured that out. We figured out the Def Leppard. Pour some sugar on me. <laughs> and for um, those of you that are too young, look up Yugo cars. Man. Yeah. They could fit actually. They fit on your keychain. They're uh, easy to move. Jesus. Oh, but good it's lord. It's like a, it's like the European version of the Chevette. It's all yeah. it was. It's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow less attractive than a Chevette. <laughs> No, who was I oh, talking man. I was talking to somebody at work, and I forgot, totally train of thought, just disappeared. Yeah, 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 it happens. Yeah. But what do you think about this? I think they're... I try ma- not to think of work. But I, I talked have some of my interesting conversations with my boss at work. He's like, you're just wrong in the head. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like only on Wednesdays, because I got to think of all this fun stuff to say. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. That's what we do. Finish out the yeah. six-year cycle of shit. Six-year cycle. <laughs> but sorry about that, folks. We had a, I was coughing. I didn't figure you were going to be coughing in really, five minutes. No, but I think these underwater aliens are actually here because it's so easy to hide in our ocean. No, yeah. It's, <laughs> there's no if ands, or buts. No. But that makes me think about, I've always thought about this really hardcore the last few weeks, why we're doing this podcast. What is actually the end game? What is the end game of all this? Like, Is Disclosure actually going to do anything? Right. Let's let's look at this very closely. If aliens come out, what's it going to do? And is there actually an end game? Is it ever going to happen? Right. Uh, I, I I like to believe, looking through the lens of time, even just through my lifetime, there are a lot of things that have been, especially the last decade, kind of snowballing into bigger things. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff that is now. Being thrown out there is just, yeah, okay, this is here. Stuff that 20 years ago would have been told by our government, no, you're crazy, that's all bullshit. It it does seem like a slow buildup, like we've talked before, of, hey, we're putting this out here so that you can get a little more used to it. You can get a little more used to it. But, yeah, the real question is, to what end? Um, If there are things here... In, until we get a positive yes or no that things are here, and I do believe there's something here, to then just even start with where are they from? What is this actually 
doing? What is the end game? Um, it can't just be like, ah, we're coming to take over. We've just been waiting hundreds of years and slowly doing it. But... <sighs> or is it going to be like the... Um, can't, uh, who wrote um, Childhood Childhood End? Oh, yeah, yeah. Author yeah. She, it was either Asimov or, Ace, or Clark. I can't remember which one right I can't it. either right now. But Childhood Ends, is it going to be like that? All of a sudden the aliens are here and they're just in the spaceship. And then it takes another hundred years. And we got to deal with all the, our growing pains of dealing with this overlord, that overlord right then we just turn around we're just here for sorry spoiler alerts we're just here for a giant test yeah just like what they did in childhood then they're like Yo. yeah we know your planet's gonna blow up but because of your own device but you need to take that next step right right <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know like i said this is one of those things where it's hard to guess a motive when we don't even know the starting point yeah like like who are they where are they coming from like, you and I have both discussed at this point in our lives and what we've seen, I don't know as they are actually from another planet. I, I really don't. I mean, I'd be happy to be proved wrong and be like, yeah, oh, yeah, this here. is what it is. Oh, cool, at least we know. Um, but, yeah, what, what, is, what is the goal? Like, what, what are we trying to get done here? And who's controlling yeah. the narrative? That's the biggest thing. Right. I'm pretty sure UNESCO's, I'm, I'm not just saying that to be a smartass, I'm just saying, I think in UNESCO is actually keeping us, our history, no, <coughs> excuse me, folks, is actually keeping some of our prehistory from us. Right. And and there again, I, I have a suspicion a lot of the stuff that we are seeing when it comes to, quote, alien encounter stuff, I think does have a lot of ties to our ancient past. Somewhere in there, there is some kind of keys that we're missing that are, are being actively hidden from us. Uh, some of the stuff, just simply because of the amount of time, is lost to time. But I think there is a lot of shit that has been actively been obfuscated from what we've been shown. Yeah. I mean, it's even accidental things that people have found that just slap in the face of conventional knowledge of what we've been told for timelines... And they are fighting tooth and nail to keep their timelines intact, even though all the time we're finding more stuff where it's like, um, this doesn't fit into that. Oh, what's fake? <laughs> this doesn't fit into that either. No, man, you just you just mismeasured uh, how old that is. Uh, I mean, it's just there, there's so much of it starting to build. I think there is a lot of stuff. I, I am someone who believes that everything goes on cycles yeah. of rise and fall on... Not just our planet, any planet. Uh, we, we go in rises, and then everything crashes, and we start over with just little bits of what were there before, because we can't have the knowledge of what was there before right away. We yeah. have to restart. And, and I don't know if it's a conscious thing. I think it's just maybe just a, a karmic fate thing where it's like, your time is done. All right, this is happening. We're resetting. And we're going to go from there. And, and occasionally we find pieces of this stuff that really doesn't make sense in what we have now. If we knew the timelines before us, these objects would make more sense. Yeah. It's like, oh, this thing is 10,000 years old. That can't be. Oh, yes, it can because that was our fourth age. Like, oh, wait, fourth? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, and I do believe that is that is something that has been happening. And I'm not the only person out there. Like I said, the entire Mass Effect game series was based around that idea. 
that the entire galaxy is built up. Unfortunately, there they're you're harvested, <laughs> and just a few are. There's left a theory to start out there that we're over. just. We're, I've had that theory kind of like we're just here. To, we're just a big crop, and we haven't quite matured right. yet. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, we're gonna build it up, and okay, they're at their peak. Time for us to take what we want from them, knock them all down, leave a little bit left here, so the others to find eventually and build themselves back up again. Yep. But it's the same kind of idea, which, which I was like, no, yeah, totally, I have that. Same thought just for us here, let alone other planets in our galaxy. But yeah, it's just a, a cycle of getting to a certain point of technology and then boom, things go bad. And we know they've gone bad. Like us, I, I think I think our downfall will again be a science and an arrogance where we will push things too far, but by the time we start figuring out we've gone too far... There's too many people that were on board. You know, it's like that, but now we're just the crazy people on the side just watching the ship crash. (laughs) We're not crazy, Marty. All right. We were tested. We're normal. I mean, I think we've got a long ways before we're at that point. But, uh, yeah, I think that is a cycle that we'll repeat over and over again. Like I said, but it'd be nice to know which cycle we're on so that we can kind of go, hey... Yeah. Maybe we don't do that. This time. See what they did there? <laughs> yeah. They fucked up. Because uh, it's let's like... Let's not do that. I know how many people... Let's don't. not make fucking baby bags. All I'm saying. Well, it's like... There's like an episode of Sliders. There's an episode where they go to... Sliders, it's an older, like, 90s. Yeah, mid-90s. Yeah. Late 90s. Late 90s, early 20, 2000s. It's actually trying to get rebooted. They're trying to reboot it. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it. But, but we'll Sliders see. got Jerry McConnell. Basically, yeah. this... WizKid creates a thing where you can go from timelines on the alternate Earth. Yeah. And there's one episode that always sticks out in my head. They go to this alternate Earth, lush, lush, beautiful planet, nature everywhere, and eventually they make a city to a huge metropolis that is overgrown. And they start finding these bodies just scattered on there. But they don't look anything like human bodies. They all have genetic, like some have wings, some have crab arms. And it's just like there's like one shrine that says we went too far with genetic testing. Yep. Because everybody had to have it because it was the newest cool thing to do, and oh, eventually yeah. a disease came in and wiped them all out. Yeah, they they were no longer genetically human enough yep. to be healed. Yep. Like it's it's ah, I I loved that show man. until sci-fi got it. The last couple of years it existed, it sucked. But the original run on Fox. Fantastic series if you like sci-fi. Some of the effects weren't the greatest, but it was they had some really cool worlds that they hopped into. Yeah, the whole idea was uh, he was trying to get home. Yeah, the, the original the, time the thing didn't work right. Yeah, uh, they end up hopping into this alternate, and that's what they were trying to do was kind of try to find to get back onto their own timeline. But yeah, it's a fantastic series. It is. It was it's really a really fun. good TV series. Really fun. But have you got anything else for these folks? I don't, man. I've don't? just been... I've literally been, like, binging sci-fi shit the last few weeks. Well, I have it's something been... that we just got... <coughs> oh, me. no. If you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, you'll see me post this picture. It's a black screen with, like, a little white oh, dash. Yes. That was just... We got... One of our listeners actually sent me that picture. It's from, like, three days ago. Yeah. It's actually a UFO. Yeah. And this was cited by... Uh, excuse me, folks. God dang it, i got to pause a second. No, this listener sent in this picture of this UFO, which was cited by Carpenter, South Dakota. Yeah. 
And this is what he says. He was driving to his uh, he was driving to this neighbor's, and he saw this line of light up in the air. We stopped to take another picture, and I'm like, the first picture on the Instagram picture, that's through his windshield. He had stopped, his, almost mm. stopped his car, and, and someone took a picture to the windshield. They stopped to get out, and it took, the roads were shitty. It took about a quarter mile to slow down to get out. And by the time they got out, the person I was watching said it just disappeared. Uh, it's like it slowly faded to a point and then was gone. Wow. And it says, he was traveling south and 454 toward Carpenter, about six miles north of Carpenter. I took the first picture at 6.44 p.m. facing to the west side of 415. The first picture was taken while driving. We came to a complete stop about a quarter mile after the first picture and took the next picture, which came out a black picture. The light never moved. There was nothing building-wise around it that would cause reflection. And it's very similar to the other UFO. It's got the same shape if you zoom in on it. And also like a fin on the bottom of it. It's got the very similar shape of what these two nurses that sent that picture in about yes. this fall is actually sent yep. the picture. And it's pretty close to the general area. I was going to say, it's around the it's same not that, area. Yeah, because yeah, all you did was send me the picture. And I was like, oh, it's a UFO. Somebody sent me the picture. It was down I like should crop the picture and zoom in on it more. Yeah. But it actually, you can see like a fin on the bottom of it. But yeah, and it's like, oh, it, there's a story. I'll tell you later. So I hadn't even heard any of <laughs> nope. it. Nope. To be a background of this... Uh, but it's a, it's a cool picture, man. It's like, it oh, is. what the fuck? That's the one we're going to have to put up on our wall eventually. Right. That, that is that is clearly not just a swamp gas or fucking, you know. It's not a shooting star because it's oblong-shaped. Oh, yeah. You can yep. actually definitely see it's oblong-shaped. Yep. Yeah, and it, it's... I, it, it's a pretty goddamn cool photo, man. They got a really. I never see shit driving. like that. I'm kind of mad at some of our listeners because, like, it, they right. send in pictures like, "I see this driving." I'm like, "I'm driving all the damn time at night. I right. never see cool shit. I want to be yeah, anally probed. Come on." It's, it's a pretty good picture, man. Considering you're you're popping it out of a windshield as you're driving. Yeah, it was, uh, actually, it was like, "Oh, damn, that's actually really nice." But yeah, no, it's kind of crazy. It's like, oh shit, yeah, dude, send us more of that if you see it. Yeah, Hell anybody, yeah. if you see a picture of a good UFO, it yeah. doesn't look like much, but I will make a crop picture of it and yep. put it up later this week once I figure out how to do that on my phone. All right. Because you yeah, know, it, it, has, it has definition to it once you yeah. zoom in on the picture. And yeah, it's just it's, not from pixelization. There's actually, uh, we'll just, you yeah. look at the picture and you decide. Yeah, no, like I said, yeah, I was like, okay, that's pretty goddamn bright. Yeah, because I kind of popped it in on it. I was like, oh shit, okay, that's. That's something, man. There's something there. It's not just a, a flashing light on something. No. It and is, where they're at, it, folks, it's way in the middle of the fucking country. Yeah, there, there's not a whole lot of light pollution from cities because you're not anywhere near your city. <laughs> you got it the is, colony that you're pretty country. close to. And oh, yeah. That's about it. There, there, there's a farmer down there about three miles. Uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of crazy lights and shit going on out there. That aren't unexplained crazy lights and shit going on out there. No, but thank you, Ryan, for sending that in. Yeah, that's so. freaking awesome. So, we're, since it is the holiday season, I figured uh, I'd do a PSA about Christmas. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, PSA about Christmas. Come, Krampusnacht. Come, Krampusnacht. No, but first of all, I just want to say, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, whatever. All of Kwanzaa, them. Kwanzaa, all of them. Yeah. Whatever, happy holidays. Make sure you keep your family close. Hug them. Hold them on tight. But I'm going to say this. It's a PSA, sir. Uh-oh. This is a, <laughs> I found this article. I don't know why anybody would oh, no. do this. <laughs> no, no. This is the title of the article, and I'm going to read the whole article. 
Don't masturbate with Christmas ornaments, Dr. Ward's amid spike and <laughs> seasonal injuries. Oh, no. Oh, here's, my God. Here's on way to ensure you have a happy and healthy triple Xmas. A UK uh. doctor is raising eyebrows across social media after warning people of the dangers of masturbating with ornaments come Christmas time. Oh, which no. is apparently an actual trend. <laughs> It is not advisable to masturbate with Christmas ornaments, Dr. Sarah Welsh, a gynecologist told Need to Know Online. She was listing that dildos, dildos and and don'ts of scandalous (laughs) Yuletide tradition. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, not good. Holy shit. (laughs) The scandalous Yuletide tradition, which sees people hospitalized after getting frisky with everything from glass bottles to candy canes. Oh no. Indeed, trying to make a Christmas come early with ornaments. Oh, Jesus. Come early with ornaments is apparently oh. hazardous to one's health. Oh, my God. Christmas ornaments can have sharp aspects or pieces that can break during masturbation, which can cause soreness, the risk of trauma, and are generally unsuitable for your vagina. George oh. Wealth, who co founded the condom brand Hanex. In other words, leave your elf on the shelf for Christmas time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even Christmas confections pose a threat due to the hygienic issues, concerns about pieces breaking off, or the sugar content of items such as candy canes. The gyno warns holiday pleasure hunters. Anything with sugar in it, such as a Christmas confectionery, should also stay well away from the vagina, as this disrupts the delicate ecosystem of the vaginal microbe and can predispose you to vaginal thrust infections. Oh, Refrain from pleasuring oneself. These so-called sexmas toys might seem like a no-brainer. However, these unfortunate phenomena is more common than one would think. In one case study from 2013, mentioning people inserting glass bobbles and even turkey basers. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, a social media post in a paramedic Facebook group, Facebook group described the incidents of holiday hornballs improvising with candy canes and tree decorations, oh along with God. photos showing the graphic x-rays for each. I looked at some of these, and I'm like, how in the fuck do you even get that up that? <laughs> oh, my God. This x-rays, there's x-rays that show candy canes and a Christmas tree ball ornament stuck in a rectum. <laughs> read the captions. <laughs> you know the holidays. Uh, the captions. You know the holidays. <laughs> Doctor Welsh warns us that inserting candy canes and other infections can cause <laughs> infections. According to data by the UK National Electronic Injury Surveillance System, there were thirteen thousand two hundred thirteen cases in which people from age twenty-five to sixty-four inserting decorating items into their body in two thousand twenty-one alone. Jesus. Experts attribute the use of these festive foreign objects to autoeroticism, as if sexual gratification attained solely by stimulating oneself of one owns body. It's just not yuletide bottles that can be found in particular peculiar orifices. Last fall, at Randy, Michigan, got six kidney beans lodged in his urethra. Oh God! During Why? a bizarre attempt at sexual gratification. Known in the medical community as Saladin. Meanwhile, in December, 20, a 27-year-old man in India headed to the hospital, had to be hospitalized after allegedly shoving a deodorant canister up his butt where it remained for three weeks before doctors removed it. <laughs> At least his butt smelled good. You just oh sit down right God. and spray it out. And you, that, well, how do you explain the fart? <coughs> how can you fart? It smells like Axe body spray, man. Jesus. 
So God. that's my PSA for Christmas. Don't insert stuff up your rectum, your vaginas, or whatever. Just because I'm thinking of my grandmother. She had these old-fashioned class oh, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would not be good. Oh, my God. 13,200 people. Fucking, what the year. fuck? <laughs> like, honest to God, what the fuck? So here's my PSA. Don't shove shit up your ass. <laughs> yeah, here's a trick. <laughs> if you bought it and it isn't, you know, designed for going in your ass, maybe don't put it in your ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Good God. Oh, my God, people. I swear. Yeah, that's, 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 I I swear. <laughs> that's my last article. I had to say that for last week. It's a Christmas. It's a Yuletide thing. It is. It really is. <laughs> Spread the joy of holidays. Not With hospital shards. bills. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's messed up. God damn it. You weren't <laughs> expecting a, that, were you? <laughs> what a horrible way to go out. I wasn't sure what a Christmas PSA would sound like. but I wasn't expecting it to be that. At least we didn't play Anya this time. Anya. Uh, I'd be okay. I like it, yeah. All right, folks. Have a great holiday. (laughs) Merry Christmas. And we wish you all the best. And thank you for listening to us for this last season. Marty, you got anything? No. Just be safe out there, everybody. Yep. Everybody stay warm. Stay safe. Eat lots of ham and mashed potatoes. Right. Whatever you can eat. Pizza. I don't give a shit. Fill up on whatever. Hug your family. Be close. Be happy, people. Good night. Shut